At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Yes, yes, you heard it. It's hey, just the so crew. You know, I'm a Super Bowl champ too in my Madden League. I want a Super Bowl, so I want to be addressed as that as well. <laughs> That's TJ Hushmizada, the Pro Bowler. That's Plexico Burris, the Super Bowl champion, laughing at him. And, well, I'm LeVar Arrington, the one that's setting up this show. We're in for Doug Gottlieb. He's getting a nice little rest today. So we're going to fill in for him and do the best that we can to bring a couple laughs, a couple nice little points, in, and then have some good discussions. All right, we got, we got our guys in the back. Shots out to Gavin and everybody we got back there. Uh, yeah. Let's let's jump into it. We got a big show, guys. We got Ryan Hollins coming on in just a few minutes. You'll want to hear what he has to say about the Clippers. Uh, we also have John Middlecoff coming on, and he'll be talking about, well, Scottie Pippen. He had some interesting things to say. You'll want to tune in and hear what it is that he had to say and get our thoughts and opinions on it. Guys, how y'all feeling first and foremost, man? Everything cool with y'all? How you feeling? Feel real good. Watching yeah. some good sports every night, uh, whether it's the NBA playoffs or Major League Baseball, feel real good. 
All right. What you got, Plex? <laughs> oh, man, I feel great. You know, I'm ready to get started. TJ, TJ talking about he's a Super Bowl champion in his mind. and <laughs> But, uh, you know, it, it, it takes me back to the movie to break up with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston when he's playing the, he's playing the Madden and he's like, yes, I love these little digital guys. Hmm. Yeah, TJ, what, what you're wishing for is this, it, those guys are only digital in Madden. <laughs> Those guys are only digital. Don't well, yeah, what man. was not digital and on a video game was, well, last night's game, Suns versus Clippers. Uh, it seems as though the Clippers have done the unthinkable again, which is three times in a row they have made an adjustment what in you, game Wait, wait, three. wait, 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 wait. I it's not unthinkable? You. The unthinkable? Well, they unthinkable. won one game. When Devin Booker and Chris Paul played like trash. Okay. One right, game. Well, here we go. Let's jump into they, it then. I, I don't think they've done the unthinkable. Now, well, the unthinkable is if they can win it tomorrow. Now it's two to two. There's no way Devin Booker. Well, you know what I don't like about the NBA? It's like the what first quarter, like? I what? touch you, it's a foul. The no. third quarter, I touch you, it's not a foul. The fourth quarter, it may be a foul this time. They need to get some consistency, man. Like – they don't sometimes you don't know what's a foul, what's not. I can be aggressive this quarter. Oh, two minutes left in a quarter. I can't be that aggressive anymore. Like they need to get some consistency in what's a foul, what's not a foul, and call it like that throughout the game. But the unthinkable? No, 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 no. The Clippers need to tie it up and then win the series four to two. And that's the unthinkable because they've done it already. But this Phoenix team, I think losing campaign with Cameron Payne with that ankle that hurt. They just weren't as explosive with Chris Paul back in the lineup. They're going to have to find a way to get Devin Booker open. And uh, he just got to knock down shots. It's simple. He, he didn't knock down the shots he normally makes. Yeah. What you got, well, I, well, hey, well, I can't sit here and agree with you, TJ, and say that Devin Booker and Chris Paul played like trash. I think they went out and played the best basketball that they could. But the the Clippers just, they just made an adjustment. And, the, and you know what the adjustment is? It's Patrick it? Beverly. This dude is like a little bulldog. And make the referees call it. That's Man, he's what it's a little called. bulldog. He has changed the whole uh, defensive mentality of this of this basketball team with his tenacity, getting up in Devin Booker, you know, forcing him right. You know, he's, he's not letting them go left. And one of the things that I have a problem with this series is that everybody was like, you know, Chris Paul's been out for 11 days with the safety protocols and COVID and all those things. But to me, Watching the, watching that game last night, Cameron Payne is a better option than Chris Paul is. Right oh, now. here we go. I'm just saying. Here from, we go. From, Marcellus hey, was saying this listen, and, and talking about it's going to change the listen, game. And, oh, listen, my gosh. Come listen, on, man. It just seemed that way yesterday. Hey, you got to understand, understand what it is from a matchup standpoint. Cameron Payne can, can get to the basket when he wants to, and you have to guard him behind a three-point line. They get up and down the floor. They play with a different tempo when Cameron Payne is in the game. And what that, what that forces to do when Cameron Payne is able to get into the paint, it, it leaves more wide-open shots for Devin Booker. But when Chris Paul's in the game, they're more of a half-court basketball team. They, right, he actually that, slows the basketball game down, when the starting and it actually hurts them. For the Clippers, scores more than the starting backcourt for the Suns. You're probably not. When Reggie Jackson – and Patrick Beverly scores more than Chris Paul and Devin Booker, you're probably going to lose the game. 
I mean, that's, that's, just, that's but that, to me, that's the point I was heading towards is that, look, when you think about it, they just didn't. You had no guys break 20 points. No guys on, on the Suns yesterday broke 20 give points. Them some def- give them some credit for playing defense, the Clippers. Nah, I'm not giving you credit. In big games, your big guns have to show up. And, and that last game, no, nah, no, nah, in that last game against the Denver Nuggets, Chris Paul showed up and he scored. Devin Booker scored. Even Jay Crowder at, at moments in time having having some weak moments, but has at many times has scored. He only put nine points up last night. They did not come to the game offensively last night. Ten I think for it's 40. Diff- That's all I'm going to say. Ten I, I, I think 40. it's difficult. I think it's difficult to say that that Chris Paul and his ability to facilitate, even if it's a half-court game, like I understand tempo plex, but even in a half-court game, you got to think that the facilitating that Chris Paul is able to do is going to create those spaces and those open shot opportunities as well. These guys got to knock down the shots. They're not making enough shots, and that includes Chris Paul creating his shot at that elbow or or facilitating and getting deep enough where if they want to take the elbow shots away from him that that somebody is left open to shoot, they got to make the shots, guys. I mean, I, I don't think right. it's, it's, it's but, anything other than that. But at the same time, it comes down to the Achilles heel of the Phoenix Suns is Devin Booker has to be spectacular every night, and it's not going to happen. If he doesn't score 25 or 30 points, then the Suns don't have a chance to win a basketball game. I wouldn't say spectacular. He, he has say to be. He can't shoot 5 for 21. 5 for 21. Chris Paul, 5 for 19. Hey, hey you're that, going to have off nights as, as a shooter. You're going to have you off nights. You don't have to be spectacular. I mean, you Paul George had a good game. More. He shot pretty much 33% from the field. That's not great shooting, but he made but he plays for his team. Points. 27 put, points, 15 yeah, rebounds, 8 assists. That's not a great game shooting-wise, but Overall, that's a great game. And, and Reggie so, Jackson continues to be a guy who is an unsung, unsung. hero of, of this, this oh, run that, that the Lakers or the, the Clippers are on right now. I mean, he's making big shots, he's making timely shots, and he's doing it consistently over and over again when they need it. Go ahead. What, 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 what's the old man? Reggie Jackson is making big shots. It's just yes, it's simple. Right. He's playing when like the Suns right made a run yesterday. Twice, Reggie Jackson hits him with a dagger three. He he did that in the last series against Utah, and he's doing it now. And the crazy thing with Kawhi being out, if you the third quarter, Terrence Mann scored like eight points in a row. Was like, like the, this game is mine. I'm gonna take over real quick. Let me get these three to four minutes. This is my time. That that soon as halftime ended, right when the third quarter started, Terrence Mann took over, and it was like, wow. Everybody just give him the ball. He was hustling. He was getting rebounds. He was giving them extra possessions. The Suns aren't playing that way. But it's going to be interesting. You notice Jay Crowder fouls out of the game late, and he he was kind of pissed that Paul George got away with the push off, and then they called him for the foul. Right. I truly believe tomorrow the the sense of urgency, the desire, the toughness, the want to, the Suns are going to come out from the first tip and play with a different desire and attitude yeah, I, than they played with last this night. Is, this is over here what I'm trying to explain to you guys. Tell, tell us what you're trying to explain like from Y'all over know there. what I'm talking about. It's, this, it's the same situation that the, the Clippers going down, going, going into the game three. They're down 0-2. 
they know they need to win this game. So it's a, it's a different mentality. It's a different sense of urgency as far as them uh, defensively and guarding Devin Booker and Cramer Payne and all these guys. Y'all just act like, okay, uh, he just going to come out there and, and, and score 40 points a night. Give, give the Clippers some credit. They knew they needed to win this game. They couldn't go down 0-3, and that's exactly what they did. Oh, we gave the Clippers credit. The Suns just but, have to match that intensity. I mean, Patrick Beverly literally no, fouls you no. every time down the court. Hey, the refs just for, aren't going to call for, it. For, he knows me, it. for me to believe that the Clippers have a chance to win this series, they got to come out and play like that in game four, which I, I, they won't come out and play that way. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the show, Ryan. We appreciate you coming on. Ryan Hollins, that is, 10-year NBA veteran, you know, did it at UCLA, comes on on the weekends. You can enjoy hearing him um, when he comes on. Ryan, is Tyron Lue the new coaching sensation that's been there for a while now? It has a championship already anyway, but, I mean, what's your take on this? Is this a phenomenon or is this expected? Man, I've been I've been screaming about Ty Lu for a very long time. I was actually coached by Ty uh, in Boston originally, and in LA. And obviously, I have my you know level of respect for him as a you know former player, the summer ball playing summer ball with him, and you know competing against him. So Ty is always an A one guy, first off. But you're right, he's the trifecta. Uh, for one, he's a former player. For two, he knows his X's and O's. And three, the most important job, hear me when I say this, uh, 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 NBA head coach has one job to do. Be in line with your superstars. Have respect from them. Be on the same page and get them to play hard. If you can't get your superstars to play hard, what are you doing out there? You know, and, and, and this ain't college. This isn't high school. You got to be on the same page with the players. So uh, ties all that. And the one mm. thing we've seen this playoff that really puts himself on display and I've been saying it the entire playoffs and for a while and being coached by Ty, you're going to make adjustments to every adjustment. They wore down Luka Doncic. He got different looks. He got different defenders. And you saw his productive productivity descend as the playoffs went forward. A mm. certified guy in the name of Donovan Mitchell, who's a rising star in our sure. league, he just doesn't have a championship, right? Mm-hmm. They put hands on Donovan, okay? You saw Donovan wear down to the point we go, where's Mike Conley? Well, it was too late. Mm-hmm. Mike Conley was <clears> injured. <throat> and mm-hmm. I started to see the same effects with a guy by the name of Devin Booker. So mm-hmm. that's Ty Lue making these guys believe. And let me add in one more thing. You're seeing guys play career basketball. You know, Patrick Beverly got benched, never complained, came back, played hard and did well. Reggie Jackson was on the back of a milk carton, gosh darn it, a back of a milk carton, right? And Reggie Jackson is hooping. Pandemic P, that name is gone, okay? Mm -hmm. Maybe he missed them two free throws, but he scored over 20 points per in every single playoff game, okay? So hats off to playoff P, put some respect on that man's name. So Ty Mm. Lue understands personalities and individuals. Luke Kennard had been on ice and he hits big buckets, so (laughs) these guys are believing in playing hard. And hell, Terrence Mann scored 39 points in a playoff He's game. Emerging. No disrespect, but name another head coach in the NBA that would have went to a game seven and put the young fella Terrence Mann in Truth. and go off for 39 points, and you see it paying dividends for the Los Angeles Clippers. Man, hearing you talk, you might as well just stop playing and get a series to the Clippers, right? Mm. That, that's basically what you're saying is hey, the man. Clippers got this wrapped up. It's over. No, you know what? I do have faith in the Clippers. I like I liked the – the way they played, I like the adjustments. I spoke about it the other day 
on a her shout out Colin for having me on. Um, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just tie a bow on it because there are things that I really love about Phoenix, man. They got some dog in them. Like they play hard. It means so I'm sorry, man. The integrity of the game means something. And I believe that Monty Williams is doing it right. And Chris Paul knows, man, I'm not gonna have too many more opportunities like this where I can play at a high level. So I do like Phoenix, but I'm gonna lean towards the roster of the Clippers. Down O two, I called it. You know what I'm saying? And they they're mm. gonna find creative ways to attack DeAndre Ayton now who's been a megastar. He looked like David Robinson out there, okay? That's David Robinson running the lane. The Booker. So uh, hats off to what Phoenix has done, but I still like L.A., man. I'm just, I'm just sorry, man. I'm rolling with him. Hey, hey look, at TJ Vaughn, man, I love when we get real basketball intellect on the show. Oh, because, what you trying to say, because, because, because he oh. just trying to say. Because, hey, listen, he just reiterated what I just said earlier. Oh, oh so what you said hey, is you, you love when we get basically no, giving him himself listen, a compliment by right, giving Ryan a compliment. All right. He basically reiterated what I said is that the Clippers, you know, they ramped it up on defense. They made the adjustment. And look, Chris Paul and Devin Booker didn't go out and play like trash. The Clippers made the adjustment. And he just – Proved that for me. So that's first off. Man, the secondly, oh, yeah. right? Secondly, oh, second oh, Ron Hollins, man. Listen, look, I, oh, I got a I, listen. I got a question for you because everybody wants to know. To me, when I'm looking at the Phoenix Suns right now with Chris with Chris Paul in the lineup, it just seems to me that when Cameron Payne is in the lineup and he's starting, the the Phoenix Suns just look better and faster and they, they just get better shots offensively. Would you agree with that? Well, well, right now, ultimately, Cameron Payne has the energy. You know, he gets up and down. The experience is with Chris Paul, you know, nonetheless. And, and for now, for now, we'll say the best job in the league is to be the backup to Chris Paul. Why? Because when Chris Paul is a little tired, you on your P's and Q's playing behind him. So let's, let's go down the line of backups that have played behind him. Let's go back to Norris. Janelle Pargo was hooping, hooping behind Pargo. Chris Paul. Okay? Pargo was hooping. He's a dog. See him in the big three with your boy, by the way. Uh, uh-huh. Think about L.A. Eric Bledsoe was the hottest six man on the market. Jamal right. Crawford. Eric Bledsoe was the, the face of the man. He was the baby Brown at the time. Shout out E. Bled. <laughs> yes, year. Dennis Schroeder. How great did Dennis Schroeder look behind Chris Paul? How great did he look without him? So, it's a money sweet spot where you play behind the veteran where you still have – you got more energy, you got more legs, and you want to show your best. So Chris Paul has that gravity, the gravitational effect to help these young point guards prevail. Shea Gilgis Alexander stepped up his game last year behind Chris Paul. So I think there's an element where you're not the guy, but you're guy, the guy off the bench. And sometimes let's not get out of the box with that. You know, Darren Collison, I felt like, played great behind Chris Paul. Shout out D.C. That's my little brother right there, Bruin right there. So I think those guys, it's just you credit Chris Paul sometimes because he's so detail-oriented that and he still, you know, he don't have the legs. The guy, he's only six feet tall. He's a bulldog. You know what I'm saying? He's not a giraffe. He's not a gazelle. He's a bulldog. You know, so those guys compliment him very well for what he does. And I think let's not get out of context with Cameron Payne, but put some darn respect on his name. He's a dog. I, I always fool with campaign and he knows that. 
We got Ryan Hollins, 10-year NBA veteran on here, dropping knowledge on y'all, like just dropping it like it's a real hot potato on y'all, put y'all up on game. <laughs> All right, let me, let's me let let's switch gears to, to the other side of the conference and go to the eastern side. The, the Atlanta Hawks jumped out to a 1-0 league. Both teams shot poorly. Uh, Atlanta's very heavily relying on Trey Young, uh, as expected, as well as the Milwaukee Bucks being very heavy and, and reliant on Giannis. Uh, the, 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 the Kupo. Uh, so with that being said, uh, who you got winning that game tonight and, and why and, and what's your takeaway so far from this series? I like the Bucks. I do. Chris Middleton was off. He's their guy down the stretch. I love Giannis. Giannis understands to play his role. In the end of the day, it was a career game for Atlanta, and they won the game by three points. Um, there's going to be some respect put on Trey Young's name, okay? 48-11 and 11 is an absolute monster in game one. But keep in mind, guys, game one of any series is the fill-out game. So I think right. Trey Young gets his numbers, but it's going to be tough. They're, now they got slapped in the face by this team. We, keep in mind, dog, keep, keep it 100. We saw Atlanta struggle with the Knicks, okay? They didn't look that great. They ended up closing them out, but it wasn't just a cakewalk, okay? They surprised us last series, beating Philly, and everybody looked at said it was Ben Simmons' fault. It was, you know, it was Doc's fault. Put some respect on Atlanta's name. I don't think this is a great team, but it's a really, really good team. You got a young emerging star in Trey Young. But I think this series is going to go seven. But Bud has to make some darn adjustments. And Chris Middleton is going to be better. And you better put some respect on my other young boy, Mm. John Collins. He's a max player in this league. He's a Mm. max player in this league. Put some Mm -hmm. respect on that young boy's name. Okay, Atlanta's constructed very fine. And keep in mind, Cam Reddish will be back. But they're missing Cam Reddish and, and Hunter. The other, they're, they're big wings out there. So this team is still fighting a level of injuries where they're going to be really, really good when they have an opportunity to get healthy. But for right now, Trent Young is doing something absolutely special, guys. I personally believe you, he, he's a superstar. Had anybody else been doing this, he, they would have anointed him. Where do you rank him? Is he a star or is he a superstar? Dog, I, I know Biggie only had two or three albums, and he's one of the greatest of all time. <laughs> in, in NBA, it's a little different, dog. <laughs> like, it's, like, LeBron James, we crowned LeBron. Crowning. After, after even the haters had to realize he went to nine straight NBA finals, dog. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is Trey's first rodeo. Like, he was growing. Okay, so how many superstars are there in the NBA? How many mm. superstars? You know, dog, I'm stingy. I'm stingy. I might go four five. Okay, superstars well, he's a star. And, and, I'll give you and, that. And if take... you go four or five, he's a star then. Okay. Uh, so let, I mean, let me give you, you want my superstars. Yes, my yes. Superstars, I'm, Let's I'm stingy because I played. I got I a good to question a for you. We're going to these guys. Got to move on. LeBron James, superstar. Kevin Durant, superstar. Steph Curry, superstar. Dame Lillard, oh. superstar. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and Luca got to get out the first round, but he on the cusp. He knocking on the door. He knocking nope. on the Kawhi door. Kawhi is not a superstar. Kawhi is a superstar. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive okay. me. Kawhi is a superstar, and, but I'm stingy. And, and and Paul George is not. No, no. Paul James George Harden. Paul oh. James Harden. Paul George is you. Paul George. Not James Harden. Oh, no. that's tough. No bueno. That's what about James Harden? No bueno. James Harden no bueno. not a superstar. I'm stingy. Excuse me, who? <laughs> James Harden not a superstar? No, no. Oh Regular season superstar. I'm oh, stingy, dog. Yeah, you 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 you're not playing. You're not playing. I'm stingy. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. All right. Hold well, on, it's, hey, you, that's watch you your list. Seven. It's your list. And that is he his list. Your game seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to give you a game seven. Hey, I love hey you there's Harden. no way, though, that, that Luca's knocking on the door and James Harden isn't one. That's just my opinion. James is not giving it to us in the playoffs, bro. And I love James. He's an MVP. Mm. I'll fight for James, but he hasn't given in the playoffs. I can't fight for that. And I'm, mm. I'm going to always keep it above. I'm a hardened guy, bro. Don't get that mistake. I'm a hardened guy. He has the hardest shots in basketball, but he just hasn't given it to you in the playoffs yet. That's well, just the respect, you know. You're a hardened guy, and we're fans of you. That's Ryan Hollins. Let me tell you something. Ten-year ten NBA veteran, um, it was all good just a couple minutes ago with him and Plex when he agreed with Plex. Now at the end of the conversation, it got a little bit contentious. But you know what? That's all right, Ryan. You know why? Because you brought the heat, brother. We appreciate you coming on, man. And appreciate the time. Yeah, it was, it was no great doubt, having no you doubt. on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, the think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter, right? If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, rebounds, points, assists, and more. Track your picks and play against others, for a shot to win huge cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code UPONGAME for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code UPONGAME only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, all right. Welcome into the show. You heard it. Stop on Game Crew filling in for Doug Gottlieb on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Yeah, we're in hour two. If you missed anything, the first hour has been action-packed, fast-paced, like a fast break, you know, with Kawhi Leonard, not without him. All right, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I thought so myself. That's TJ Hushmanzada. That's Plexico Burris. I'm LeVar Arrington. We got a whole lot going on this hour, guys. You're going to want to stay tuned and listen in. We got comments from Scottie Pippen. Uh, We'll get into that. We're talking NBA playoffs. We'll get into that. We we got a few things going on here, you know, and uh, yeah, well. We'll have to see what what Doug had to say about uh, what's going on with the Clippers and the Suns. Um, yeah, and what his thoughts were, guys. So let's 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 without further ado, uh, before before we go any further, let me let me say this. Shots out to Brian Finley on our update. Shots out to John Ramos. Uh, he's on the boards. And shots out to Big Sexy Gavin K. You know he produces this show. Shots out to you guys. All right, let's let's jump back into this. We we've been talking NBA playoffs all morning long. Uh, it, it's it's been all show long. Uh, excuse me, not morning. It is the noon time. Uh, let's switch over to to the the Milwaukee Bucks and this Atlanta Hawks series and, and get your guys take on this. Um, we talked about is Ice Trey uh, a superstar or just a star in this league? We we heard Brian Hollins, uh, his take on it, and or Ryan, excuse me, Ryan Hollins' take on it. Uh, let's start there, guys. Did Trey Young transition into superstardom in your book so far in this playoff run? For me, the answer is yes. When 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 you look at the first round, New York Knicks, they were the underdog. And, and it's not only are they the underdog, the Atlanta Hawks. The Knicks are one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Did his thing. 76ers, prohibitive underdog. Doc Rivers' teams are always pretty good defensively. Win that series. The Bucks, another good defensive team. It's only one game. Puts up 48. 48 points in a conference final game? You know how many guys have done that? Two other. And Michael Jordan is one of them. Dude, it, it's what he's doing. We haven't seen it before, and it's obvious. But he's an underdog in both series. They win both both series, and he's a big reason why they win. He's a big reason why they're winning these series. It's not like he's just going along for the ride. He's the reason why. And, and so – when you do what he's done, his first playoffs uh, as an NBA player and to win the first series being the underdog against a great defensive team in the Knicks and the Tom Thibodeau coach team, and then you beat the Sixers, and now you're up 1-0 against the Bucks. Whatever he does, and whatever he does here from this point forward, but he's already proven, at least to me, Trey Young's superstar. Hmm. Hey, uh, 
I really don't know the de- what's the real definition between a star and a superstar, but I, but I will say this. Uh, me personally, I owe Trey Young an apology because I haven't been putting enough respect on this man's name while he's been in the NBA playing basketball for the Atlanta Hawks. Mainly, one, mainly because one of the reasons he plays in Atlanta and nobody really, you know, we really don't focus in Atlanta because they've been so bad over the last, you know, 15 to 20 years, so to speak, that nobody really pays attention. But me sitting here watching Trey Young and I'm saying to myself, I'm like, this man is basically like the second generation Steph Curry of something that we thought we would never see again. I mean, he's, he's on that path to be one of the most electric, best scores that we've seen in the NBA. And we, we have seen this from Steph Curry over the last five to eight years. You know what? There will never be another Steph Curry, which there never will be. But when he's out on the court and he does some of the things that he's doing and the way that he gets to the basket and he scores from three-point with ease, you say it to yourself, you say, you know what, man? This man is a bona fide superstar. Hmm. He has solidified himself as one of the top players in the world to me, and now he's doing it in the playoffs where super, where stars in the NBA during the regular seasons, they become superstars and they you become You see how the legends. Bucks are playing them, no plex? They're going to have to change the way right. they're playing. On that pick so, and roll, Lopez is staying back in the paint. Like, what are you – this dude is a shooter. Right. Why are you – they're going to have right. to switch that up. Yeah, so during the regular season, the Milwaukee uh, Bucks went two and one, two and one of, against the Atlanta Hawks, and I'm saying to myself when the series started, I'm saying that you know, this is a bad matchup for Atlanta because Drew Holiday can guard Trey Young, Chris Middleton. There's nobody on the Atlanta Hawks that can gr- that that can guard uh, Chris Middleton. Maybe Jason Collins, Kevin Herter. You know he's one of those guys. You know he's going to give you eight to ten points, and where they will get hurt at is in the paint with Brooke Lopez and Giannis, and it's been it's been the exact opposite. Hmm. So I'm I've been saying all I've been saying all show for the, since December. The, the Milwaukee Bucks have been my favorite to come out of the East and get to the the NBA Finals, hmm. but they have to win this game tonight. If they don't, I I, I don't believe they'll get there. So they got to figure it out. They got to make an adjustment. And I, stop going under the screen when they when, when they run the pick and roll Dude, they on not Trey even Young going, they at not the top even. of the key. You got to chase them off the off the three point line. But if they if chase them, they in trouble in the paint. They're gonna give up layups. So I guess they're willing that's to give why up you have two. Shot. That's what, that's why you have two seven footers in Giannis and Brook Lopez. You chase him to the paint. Don't go underneath of the screen because he's gonna step back two or three feet behind the three point line. He's gonna shoot it. I it doesn't make sense to me. If you have two seven footers in the paint, go over top of the screen and chase them down into the paint where you have two seven-footers who can block shots. Granted, you may give up some three-pointers in the Make corner. Make them too. shoot a contested shot right? instead of a wide-open three. A wide-open three-pointer. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it ma- it makes sense Capella, to me. Uh, Capella's hey, Plex, we need the, the low blocks. I mean, He's dope in the low blocks. I mean, I'm let y'all have the conversation, but I'm going to jump in and I'm going to intervene a little bit. Listen, I, I'm going to say this. Superstardom is by interpretation. 
That's what I think. There's there's certain things that you can measure what a star is versus a superstar. I think if you become the face of a city, I think it would would equate you being considered possibly a superstar. I think if you have a megastar and iconic figure in terms of the the latest trend of hip hop and iteration of of hip hop, you know, people, you know, rap rap game people, you know, you got you got one of the Migos courtside doing doing the cold dance with Trey after <laughs> every single win. What's up with you and the Migos, man? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. I'm getting kind of old. Those Migos, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what uh, you're talking about. <laughs> it is what it is. I, I think that Trey Young has, has, has transitioned into the conversation of being a superstar because everybody knows who he is. Everybody knows what team he plays for. And he's the face of a franchise and possibly right now the face of a city. I mean, who who's a bigger star in, in sports in Atlanta right now bigger than Trey Young? Nobody. I, I don't think – I mean, they just got rid of Julio. Um, I, I don't know if we want Matt – if we're putting Matt Ryan in that conversation. Nah. Is there somebody on the baseball team? Um, I, you know, I think <laughs> that Trey Young <laughs> – you might, you, might, you might go Ronald Acuna. I give I, – yeah. Yeah, Acuna I mean, for the Braves. He said, yeah. "Is this? He said, "Is there somebody on the baseball team?" Yeah, I don't know. I, I would have had to prep on that one. I, I, somebody I don't on know. the baseball team. Very, very well could be somebody on the Braves well, team. Well, yeah, the Braves. What, we, I would go we, Ronald Acuna well, Jr. Yeah, we ain't got to worry about no Braves coming on the show. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, that, that ain't hate. I just don't know if you're a bigger star or superstar than than Nah, I will. I will. I would say Ronald Acuna Jr. What, what he did in the playoffs last year, man, and what he and he's a young guy as well. And so, yeah, I would probably say Acuna could probably match up as far as what Trey Young is done. A, he's, so he's he's is he a superstar? No, okay. he's not a superstar. He's not. No, is okay, Trey, so if he matches up with Trey Young, then Trey Young to you isn't a superstar. I mean, it's a different game doing baseball. What what Ronald Acuna Jr. has done in baseball has been pretty pretty remarkable for. Just get God. You don't see guys like you see the Mike Trouts that come in and they're they're good right away. Right. Albert Pujols, those type of guys. It's a different game. Tatis, but Acuna, he he's on the verge of superstardom. I will say that he 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 is on the verge. And and and, and what's going to happen is people are going to start going to start saying, where does he rank all time in the city of Atlanta, and with those superstars who have come out of Atlanta, hmm. Dominique Wilkins and. You know, Deion Sanders. I mean, when you talk just the Atlanta Hawks, you say Dominique Wilkins. Who comes after that? Mm. Trey Young. I mean, when Spud when I think Webb. of Atlanta Hawks, you think Dominique. You think Webb. of Spud Webb for the dunk contest. When we're yeah, talking. He was whoa. a star as a player. I ain't going to say no, no, superstar, no. but he's that's a star not, as a player. Spud, they're going to put some respect to their name too, Spud. Doc that's Rivers? That's all right. Maybe Doc Rivers? Doc Rivers wasn't doing what Trey Young is doing. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I don't I'm, know. I'm just giving you some names that come to mind. No, that's what I'm saying. It, 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 it Kevin Willis? You, I mean, it Kevin shows Willis was you, a star? It, <laughs> it shows you how well Trey Young has played <laughs> when you think the Atlanta Hawks, you think Dominique then Trey. That, that, that's my point. You think Dominique so then, Wilkins, and then you think Trey Young. And he, it, he's put himself in that discussion because who else would you think? <laughs> Kevin Willis? 
Hey, man, hold I mean, on, man. Kevin Willis, Kevin Willis with the Michigan State, man. Hold on, man. That's Kevin Willis was swole, bro. You remember Kevin Willis was His swole. arms were short, short and swole. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, all right. Welcome into the show. If you've already been listening, we appreciate you hanging in there and listening to well, what we have to say. You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show uh, with the Up On Game crew, TJ Hushmanzada, LeVar Arrington, Plexico Burris. 
Yeah, we, we've been talking about a few things. And one thing that we were talking about coming out of the break, coming into this last hour of the show, was is this Clippers team a better team without Kawhi Leonard? Here's what Doug Gottlieb had to say. If you've coached, if you've played, if you've been around it enough, sometimes getting rid of one guy makes everybody else better. And sometimes adding one guy, no matter how talented that guy is, it screws things up. The Clippers are without probably the second best player in the league. And I don't think they're better, but they're uh, Paul George playing better. But and, and I don't think grand scheme of things, again, it's addition by subtraction that they would be better throughout the season. They would be better throughout the playoffs if you didn't have Kawhi Leonard. But there is something to Reggie Jackson being able to emerge because there's more shots and more opportunities. Now, you take Kawhi out no matter how much you, you know your team isn't as strong, but your role is going to be made to be more important and more involved. You're going to play harder. You're probably going to play better, maybe even play above your level. Mm. Now, you disagreed, Plexico. TJ, you, you definitely, definitively said they are not better without Kawhi Leonard. I'll say this. I do not believe that they are better without Kawhi Leonard. But for some reason, I can understand and sympathize with what Doug was saying in regards to sometimes uh, a player as good as Kawhi Leonard could be in a situation where they suck the air out of the, out of the room, so to speak. When you think of a guy like Paul George, he hasn't played well, and he hasn't played well in his stint with the Los Angeles Clippers in playoff series. Now all of a sudden – his game has stepped up. You know why? Because he doesn't have Kawhi to depend on. He has to depend first and foremost on his own abilities to carry this team. That's first and foremost. And I think that there's something to be said about when you have two megastars on a, on a team, it, you know, sometimes it works out. You you have a, a LeBron and you have a D-Wade. It works out. Or Chris Bosh, you have a third grade one. It works out. You had, you know, Kevin Durant and, or, or excuse me. Well, yeah, Kevin Durant and, and Steph Curry and, you know, it worked out. But in this situation, there could be a possibility that, okay, Paul George isn't as confident in what he's doing because of the presence of what Kawhi Leonard represents. There's a strong possibility that Reggie Jackson doesn't put the weight on his shoulders to carry the load the way that he's been carrying the load to deliver in the moments of time that he's delivering them. It might be possible that Terrence Mann isn't isn't, you know, sold on the fact that he has to do more and raise his game more than what he has. If you're depending and waiting on one super mega star athlete to do what it is that you're looking for. And and I think there's some validity to that. Now, we could debate that. But when I look at what this Clippers team is doing, they were close to winning game one. They were close to winning game two. They make a couple adjustments and they win game three. Usually, if a team is not good enough to be able to to beat a team by game three, you're not going to turn the tide of of the series. You're not going to, especially adding one of your star players back to the roster on the opponent side of of the ball. This team has done that in more than one occasion, and and it leads me to believe that there is something to the addition 
by subtraction of Kawhi Leonard right now. I mean, when you you said Paul George, you know he's played better. The other guys are stepping up. Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard is hitting timely threes. Marcus Morris has stepped up. But when when you just look at the totality of the playoffs, just 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 look at the playoff games, and, and we'll go back to the first series against Dallas Mavericks, and I'm, and I'm talking Paul George. First game, 8 of 18, 44%. Second game, 12 of 22, 54%. Third game, 11 18, 60%. They won that game. But if you go, he's hovering between 40 and 60% shooting percentage-wise. They win against Dallas in game seven. He was 5 for 15. 5 for 15, 33%. Kawhi Leonard played that game. But then you go to game three, he was 11 for 18. Kawhi Leonard also played that game. And so Paul George, he has more on his shoulders because Kawhi isn't there. But he's not himself playing much better than he was playing with uh, Kawhi because he was up and down with him. He's up and down without him. It's the other guys, the Reggie Jacksons, the Terrence Mann, the Marcus Morris, the Luke Kennards that are pitching in to make it look like, oh, Paul George is doing so much better without Kawhi when he was up and down with him, and he's up and down without him. But does this scenario make a, a Paul George more comfortable with the supporting cast doing what it is that they're doing? I don't, I, I don't know if it makes it more comfortable, Plex, because Paul, when, George, I mean, is a, Paul, Paul George is a one. To me, he's a superstar. Ryan, Ryan Hollins came on the show an hour ago and said he wasn't. He said he's just a star. <laughs> I believe the man's a superstar. You know, he's had some 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 instances and, and some situations that happened that where people haven't been in, been in his favor of him being a, a top five NBA player. But I believe that he's a superstar. But when, when a guy like Kawhi Leonard goes out, it affords more opportunities for more players, and and that that, that is how people in sports and athletes have been recognized. So I go back to the 2001 AFC Championship when we're playing the New England Patriots in Pittsburgh. If if uh, you know Bledsoe doesn't go down, we don't we don't know who Tom Brady is. You know, different things of that nature affords different guys opportunities that they wouldn't have received upon injury, or a guy being traded, or whatever or whatever the case may be. And that is what sports have shows us ha, has showed us uh, over history. So I'm not surprised that a guy like Reggie Jackson is coming in and play and is playing the way that he is because he was playing great basketball in Detroit. But it's the Pistons, so no, nobody pays attention. And a guy like Terrence Mann, who comes in, that Ty Law and the other guys on the team have the opportunity to look at and put eyes on every day. So you know what? I'm gonna give this man opportunity because he has deserved it, and he and when he got his opportunity, the guy went out and scored, what, 39, 40 points. Scored so now, points. So now his his confidence is through the roof. And Ty Law's like, you know what? I'm just going to leave Luke. him in there and let him keep doing his thing. Unfortunate situations for athletes in every sport has afforded guys opportunities that they would not have received. And it just happened for these guys that are on the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard going down that they have stepped up their professionals. That's what you're supposed to do. Next man up. Nobody, no, no, everybody's a starter. And that's the mentality for the Clippers when I look at them 
is exactly what's happening now. I mean, Paul George is shooting 39% from the field so far in a series against Phoenix, 29% from three-point range. And it's basketball is a team game. It's five guys on the court. When you have a superstar, it makes a big difference. You know, the, the game tends to lean in a superstar's way the majority of the time. But people forget when Reggie Jackson was in Oklahoma City, he was a dog. He kind of got lost going to Detroit, got the money, went to Detroit, kind of they're losing. So it, it's just not the same energy. And the, you just don't have that same desire. He's in the playoffs and he's reminding people like, you put me on this stage in big games and I can get it done. That's all he's doing. Reggie Jackson was a really good player in Oklahoma City, really good player. Right. And he left. They traded him to the Detroit Pistons. And I guess people forgot how good of a player he is. Same Reggie with Jackson can flat out play, man. Same with he, Blake Griffin. I think everybody was going to Detroit and getting a little lost in, in what Detroit is as of right now. Let me ask you guys this. How does this apply to Chris Paul? Are the Phoenix Suns a better team with or without Chris Paul right now in the playoffs? <laughs> you know what's crazy? Before this series started, everybody was on TV talking about everywhere Chris Paul goes, he's a winner. He changes the culture. He changes your program. He did it in L.A. He did it in New Orleans. He did it in Oklahoma City. He's doing it in Phoenix. And Ryan just he said did, it. He did it in Houston. That's all everybody was talking about, the Chris Paul effect, how he makes your team better. This series starts. He's in COVID protocol. Oh, my God, what's going to happen with the Phoenix Suns? Chris Paul can't play. Cameron Payne starts balling. Oh, they don't need Chris Paul. But just a week ago, you was just saying Chris Paul <laughs> is golden. Like, he, everything he touches right. turns to gold. So right. which one is it? Because just a week and a half ago, everybody was saying that this and that about Chris Paul. They lost the game. Chris Paul didn't have particularly his best game. He was out for quite a while. Let's see what happens as this series progresses. You can It's right. just crazy what, two that's, weeks that's ago what, what everybody was saying. It's crazy. The one thing that I don't stand, that I do not understand about the whole Chris Paul dynamic. Listen, he's he's one of the greatest point guards to play in the NBA. And and everybody's mentioning all these teams that he's played for and you know, he's been the maestro you know, point guard for all these teams and the, everybody coming up. If, if that's the case, then why has he been on so many NBA teams and, and, and not been able to get to the finals and win a championship? That, to me, is what I, I, I think about. Okay, he's been to Houston. Uh, he was in New Orleans. He's been to OKC. He's been to the Clippers. And now he's in the Suns. So he's 16 years in the league. So he's basically played on every one of those teams for basically three years. So hmm. he's a great player, but if that's the case, then why has he never been a franchise player? Hmm. You know, know, moving on to next year, with everything that he has bought to the Phoenix Suns organization, I don't think he's going to be there next year. But they have learned everything that they need to know from Chris Paul. And they know that moving forward, they're a better team without him. Are they a better team without him right now? It's debatable because Cameron Payne has played so well that you know, everybody is on the edge. 
But moving forward, as far as next season, Chris Paul has done all he can do for this organization as far as raising the young pups and teaching them how to play basketball, make better decisions, and be better basketball players. But for right now, he's essential to their success. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We bring in the one and only Slicks, Rick the Buker. Uh, Rick, you, you, you got to answer this question because it seems to be, well, it's actually two, and then, and then they can take it from here. But the the debate of Kawhi and Chris Paul, are these teams better off without them moving forward, or would they be better with them? Well, first of all, I need to know what you put out on Twitter so that I'm not going to be running foul of whatever opinion you put out there so that you can say, you know, they called me crazy. LeVar, this is is going too far. People call it in. Rick Buecher want to know what you got going on Twitter. So everybody's talking about it. I know, man. Uh, I'm interested, um, though. What you got? Yeah, well, look, I, I certainly believe that the Clippers would be better served to have Kawhi Leonard. Now, a lot of this is, is a matter of how are how is he going to play? Because what has made the Clippers particularly effective is, uh, and this goes for Paul George, is Paul George not trying to do too much. Being aggressive, but not thinking I've got to be the go-to scorer on, 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 on every play or I've got to look for my shot. Um, where he's really impacted the game is doing the dirty work uh, defensively, taking assignments, rebounding the hell out of the ball. Uh, game three, he had five more rebounds. He had 15 total. That's five more than he had in games one and two combined. Uh, and I feel like last year it was Kawhi and Paul George carrying the water. Everybody else do the dirty work, and we're going to be the scorers, and we're going to ISO. And this year it's been a different dynamic, and, uh, and I think we've seen that from Kawhi as well. Uh, so I, I, I just – the way they're playing and the way Kawhi and, and Paul George have played and the way Ty Lue has utilized mixing and matching, getting, putting guys in and out of the rotation and the starting lineup and guys buying in and still giving the same effort, that to me has been the secret sauce for the Clippers. Now, with the Suns, uh, I, I and we talked about it uh, on on Speak for Yourself about the fact that we thought that as counterintuitive as it might be, the Phoenix Suns would not be as good with Chris Paul coming back, largely because of how dynamic uh, Cameron Payne was yes. in, in his stead as a scorer, as a three point shooter, attacking off the dribble. That's not Chris Paul's game at this point. And so I was not surprised by the fact that they were not as effective offensively with Chris Paul. And it's not, it's not a detriment to Chris Paul as much as with Patrick Beverly and Rajon Rondo, uh, it's the, the matchups are just easier as opposed to with Cameron Payne, who's 10 years younger than Chris Paul and is ruthless as a scorer. Um, it, it presents a wrinkle that's a little more difficult for the Clippers to handle. Now, all that said, Ty Lue, once again, I thought was just terrific um, in that he matched up with campaign and put they, – they showed him his respect. 
Paul George was guarding him. Um, they used long athletic guys on Chris Paul, Terrence Mann, little Nick Batum, uh, took Marcus Morris out of the starting lineup, did a lot of things that contributed to the difference in game three. It wasn't just Chris Paul there, but now this campaign's hurt. I mean, the really interesting thing is where, where does Monty Williams, it's, it's your move, Monty. Where do you go to change the dynamic that the Clippers presented in game three? I'll, I'll be interested to see. Hmm. With all that being said, Rick, and for the people listening, that was Plaxico chuckling in the background because Rick was just <laughs> echoing Plaxico's opinion. Thank you, Rick. With all that Great being mind. said, Rick, um, let's skip ahead. I hate it. Who do you yeah. see winning this? And will do you believe Cameron Payne's ankle injury is that severe where he cannot impact the game moving forward in this series? I could see where it, it might because of the way that he impacted the game. You know, what made him so difficult to handle was his ability to take guys off the dribble and get to the rim. That's something that Chris Paul is not capable of at this point. And this was the real genius in what Ty Lu did. So he puts a big body on, on Chris Paul. He puts a Terrence Mann or a Nick Batum on him. And now Chris Paul is going to get to the mid-range and he's going to look to take that shot. Well, you can kind of you can contest that shot with a longer body than with a Patrick Beverly or a Rajon Rondo. And yet, uh, what that also allows you to do is not have whoever is guarding DeAndre Ayton come off of him to help on Chris Paul. So I think that's why you saw with DeAndre Ayton, uh, 9 for 13, but only 18 points, and minus 25 in the plus-minus category. I thought that was the genius where now Chris Paul gets to that mid-range and is looking to lob to Aiton. Well, you've attached a body to him, so that's not going to be there. So now Chris is, is, is basically forced to do one thing, take that mid-range jumper, take it contested over and over again. And to me, that's the best way to, uh, to approach those, those guys. And I, I, was, I, I almost wish the campaign was healthy. Because I wanted to see if Monty Williams had the guts to do what Ty Lue has essentially mm. done, which is if Chris Paul isn't being effective, are you going to take him off the floor? Are you going to say, we're better with campaign? Like, Chris, we'll try to save you so we can get to the finals. You, you might be back in the mix then. I mean, that would be a really hard thing to do. It's, mm. it's, it's one thing to do it with a Patrick Beverly or an Avita Zubac or a Terrence Mann. It's a whole other thing when you're going to do that with Chris Paul. Mm. Man, great point. You know, Rick, you know, since you just came on the show and you just reiterated everything that I said oh, earlier. here we go. I'm just going to move <laughs> from the Western Conference to the Eastern Conference. So, uh I saw earlier today that the referees said that they missed the 10-second violation with Giannis. Yeah. They missed everything. Yeah. And so, you know, do you think that Giannis is going to have to be more cognizant about the 10-second the free throw, uh, the, the rule of the free throw line moving forward? And, and, and if so, why is this rule so inconsistent if the referees can get on TV and say that they missed the call and they know that they're missing it? Explain yeah. that to me. Yeah, I, I, I wish I could. I think it's, you know, I, I think it's really weak sauce that you come out with this uh, last two-minute report and you acknowledge that you didn't get the count right 
when he makes the two free throws, but Atlanta won anyway. It's, it just feels like, okay, so it, it would be a much bigger deal if you were admitting that and the Bucks actually won. But you get the opportunity to kind of call yourself out, but at the same time not have to pay the price of what you missed affecting the outcome of the game. What I really don't understand, and I, I guess you know some of it is they're not going by, there's no clock that they're using. It's a hand count that the referee is utilizing. And when are you going to start the clock? Are you going to start at the second you hand him the ball and it becomes one, two? Like, that's where I think there's a little, there's a little variance. But what I really don't understand is, Giannis, you don't need to dribble the ball six times, bruh. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's easy enough to trim that routine. His routine is you're worse already, than Carl Malone's. It's with, without question. You're and, and you're already doing like the whole breath and pantomiming the shot. Never mind that if you watch closely, when he pantomimes the shot before he before they hand him the ball, his mm-hmm. routine, the way he shoots it in the pantomime, is completely different from when he shoot when he shoots it for real. I'm like, dude, you're, like you're practicing a different thing. What? Why do right. we even need this practice? Hmm. But to to you know, I I just don't understand why why Giannis doesn't simply make an adjustment so it doesn't become a thing. Because like you can't tell me that the crowd, you know, on the road mm-hmm. counting or even your own, you know, your own peace of mind as you're doing it. You, you, now is he counting in his head? If he's not, like, yeah. how do you know it, you're not going to have a I'll violation? I'll be honest, though, like, Rick, I don't think that's really that big of a deal. What I think is a big deal is inconsistency in calls. I can yeah. hound you in the first quarter. I can't touch you in the second quarter. Yeah. Um, you knock the ball out of my hand on replay. It's your ball. But in the floor of the game, it's my ball. Uh-huh. Let's get some consistency yeah. with these calls and – how we're going to call it in the first quarter is the same way I'm going to call it in the fourth quarter. To me, that's more of a bigger deal than Giannis taking 25 seconds to shoot a free throw. Well, I, I think, I, but I think you're speaking to the same thing, which is just give me consistency. Give me consistency in how you officiate Giannis's 10 seconds. Give me efficiency in how you officiate contact. And uh, look, some of it is, and this has always been the case, is that. The, the referees will go and see how they officiate a particular game and they'll review it and they'll be reviewed for how they officiated it. And if mm-hmm. they see that, hey, you know what, we allowed too much contact here or this was like we, we need to clean this up, they will try to clean it up in the next game. That's why you will see calls made early on that you're like, well, they didn't call it that way in game one. It's because mm-hmm. – they're trying to get it right. And ultimately, it's over the course of the, the series, the hope is we balance it out. So we may, may have gotten it wrong in one game. Let us try to make the adjustment in the next game and, uh, and ultimately create a fair opportunity for both teams. Um, and, but, you know, some of it, too, is, is comes down to who's – Who's officiating the game and how they approach certain tactics. Um, and, and there's just, there's no getting, you know, Scott Foster 
is going to officiate the game a little bit different than Zach Zarba. And you just have to understand that as a player and make adjustments accordingly. Slicks, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, Before we let you go, who do you have winning? Last I checked, you know, my my Jazz made it much further than your Lakers team did and and, and TJ's Lakers team. Oh, my God. You know, even though they're not going to win at all, you know, I'm just saying. Hey, Rick, real quick, real quick. Do you know he had the nerve to come on the show after the Jazz got eliminated and said. (laughs) No, I said it before. I said it before they were eliminated. The, well, the uh, best team did lose. The he best team lost. The better. I didn't say the best team. I said the better team in the series lost. Would you disagree with that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say that the team with the most wins in the regular season lost. <laughs> right. That's, oh, that's that. as far, right, so, that's so y'all, uh, far so, as I would go. Okay, and, so so Rick, before we uh, let you go, then here, yeah. here's here's an interesting question, and, and just for a quick response, if Giannis wins the the championship this year, the the world yeah. title, is he the yeah. is he the best player in the world right now? Uh, well, it depends on how he wins it. I mean the. If the Bucks win it, it doesn't necessarily mean that Giannis won it for them, correct? I mean, possibly. It, it will be He will be the catalyst if they win it. That's what way, I'm I assuming. The, I, I've had the Bucks and the Clippers in the finals since the beginning. Yes. Well, not the beginning. Rick, see, Rick, Rick, hey, Rick, we need to hang out more often. There we go. We yeah. need to hang out more often. Because, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting over here with these guys, and they telling me about you know the, the Lakers. Oh, my gosh. We're the Lakers. The, the Jazz yeah. and all this basketball business. But, you know, me and you, we on the same page, ain't we? We on the same yeah. page. Yeah. Great yeah, mind. Like I said page. at the all very right. beginning. Hey, the teams yeah. I picked, Rick, I had the Lakers in the – and the Nets, and if the Brooklyn Nets and the Lakers don't aren't hit hard by injuries, oh, oh here we go, Laker fan, oh, yeah, Laker fan go, logic. Yeah. Here we go. Hey, hey, Rick, TJ, we really appreciate TJ. you coming on. Yes, man. Rick. Injuries, yes, Rick. You got it, TJ. Injuries are part of the game, bro. They I know it happens. It, it 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 happens. If and his Lakers were hit by the injury bug. His it doesn't voice. matter. Everybody's playing for whoever comes out the Western Conference is winning it. Simple. They're playing for second in the Easter Conference. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.